While this podcast contains little to no explicit material, it is sprinkled with some uncensored swears. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the Omniplex is open. Hi, everyone. Hello, we're back. We're back. It's There's been a lot going on. We've all had reasons that we couldn't record, and, well, we're here. And uh, when you're laying back and you don't have anything else to do, one thing you've probably used is a streaming service. How's that for, how's that for natural segues? Very natural. Smooth, very, very smooth. Yeah, that's that's our topic today. We're uh, we're streaming. Yes, we're going to be uh, looking at most most of the major players in the streaming field, weighing the pros and cons, as well as our own experiences with them. And hopefully, you as a listener can make up your own mind. Got a lot to cover, so let's get started. Okay, so. Uh, let let's start with uh, home video essentially because let let's take it all the way back to the eighties because really the only way that you were able to watch anything at any given time would be if you owned it yourself on video and then well of course we had the VHS and Betamax wars and then. The DVD wars, if there were any, and then obviously the HD, DVD, and Blu-ray wars. It happened. Pay-per-view was also a thing. It is still very much a thing. And we've got uh, streaming, which... When did it really crop up? Yeah, I would, I would say the first time I was aware of the streaming services like for content was when Hulu popped up. It was like, oh, I can watch Family Guy and The Simpsons this way. For free, too. My first experience with it was uh, getting the Netflix DVD service. Ooh, there's an old-fashioned sentence. Uh, <laughs> Which is still around, I will point out. It's still around. It's significantly reduced, though. Yeah, I remember getting it just to be like, well, you know, just, just something to try out. This monthly charge. I remember being attracted to uh, what was then called Netflix Instant. 
And that was awesome. They had every season of Avatar. Uh, back when they split up their seasons, you had to actually search for each individual season. And I remember when uh, their first original Lilyhammer came out and my dad got super into Lily it. Lilyhammer was, it was really good. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a really good show. Yeah, it had one of the people from The, uh, the Sopranos in it. Hey, we, we're going to put some respect on Stephen Van Zandt's name. Absolutely. We are going That's to put awesome. some respect on a man who has been a long part of the E Street Band. Ooh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, but, uh, and then it kind of spiraled from there. And I remember, I also remember the day when the streaming plus DVD uh, got too expensive. Yeah. And just, just went down to. Uh, from $12 a month to what was then $7 a month. And that's how my streaming addiction started. Yeah, for me, uh, I guess I started with uh, Hulu back in college. Well, back in the day, you didn't need to sign up for Hulu to access their content, which was one of the things that I liked. And at the time, uh, Hulu was also... Uh, they had a partnership with Criterion Collection, so you were able to stream yeah. uh, Rainier, Werner Fassbender, uh, Fellini, you know, all, all of those works. And then that stopped being a thing. And then once Hulu decided to say, hey, we're going to need to ask you to sign up, I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. But now that I'm out, being an adult, living in an apartment, I, I've i gone over most of the streaming services here and there, off and on, and there's a lot. There's a lot. So let's, let's jump into them. All right. So let's start with Netflix. Get the granddaddy out of the way. Yes. Uh, it's, it's highly popular. We all know it as a home to a number of rotating popular titles, both television and film. Uh, it's one of the very few services to become part of the daily lexicon, Netflix and chill. Something they capitalized on big time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and good for them. I mean, yeah, uh, there's no outside advertising from Netflix. Thank fuck. And your queue is pretty much unlimited. Let's get into some cons here. Uh, the titles that they usually carry are no older than the 70s, with some rare exceptions. Because it's a shame, because they used to have like some classic films on there. And they still kind of do, thanks to uh, what they do with uh, Kino Lorber and their uh, pioneering uh women filmmakers and pioneering African-American filmmakers sets. Those are there, but those are the very rare exception. I think the oldest thing I've watched on Netflix was Jaws. I think for me, it was a Fritz Lang film, but not like one of his more well-known ones. I've forgotten the oldest thing that I've watched on Netflix. It's been that long. Well, Jaws does tend to stick in your mind. Yeah. And you know, first first blockbuster and all that. Yeah. Also, I mean, it's it's Jaws. We did a cast yeah. on it. Jaws is one of those movies that is really that good. 
Yeah. We've also seen with Netflix um, an, a high number of canceled original shows that involve marginalized and minority characters. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this because... <laughs> Sense8. <clears throat> Sense8. One day at a time. One day at a time. And uh, I see in the notes here that uh, One Day at a Time did get a second life elsewhere. Yeah, it, it did get a second life elsewhere. And then uh, I want to say it was Pop TV. And then it was Pop TV. Yes. It was oh. then canceled a second time. So and it didn't it didn't get that much longer, but it was something since eight, by the way, still makes me angry, even though they did get to go on ahead and actually seal it up. Because mm-hmm. Sense8 is brilliant. I need to watch. Yeah. Wachowskis. But, like, when you consider that, according to a Newsweek article, that 17 out of 23 shows that featured leads were female, person of color, or a member of the queer community were axed, that, that's too much for it to be a coincidence, in all honesty. And one of the big, big titles... It is a uh, glow, the lady wrestling show. Glow is especially galling because it was killed due in part to COVID. They were going to do a new season, and then COVID made them cowardly. Uh, I'm still mad about that. They right. ended on a very good cliffhanger, and I'll never see another episode. And it will never get resolved. Yeah, and the second episode of. Order of the Snoot was on Santa Clarita Diet, which got three seasons, ended on a kind of cliffhanger, and uh, did not get to explore that. Yeah, if you're sh- if you're a show that ends on a cliffhanger, Netflix is going to kill you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess it's mostly algorithmic how they how they decide these things, like as far as uh, whether to keep a show or not. I feel like a show has to be really. The issue is Netflix likes churn. They like their stuff to come in, get your attention, mm-hmm. and then get out. And yeah. there's no benefit to them in continuing long-term stuff. I think Grace and Frankie is one of the very few shows they've let go the distance. Um, mm-hmm. And God bless them for that. That show is wonderful. You know, we are not we are not going to bitch about Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin getting a sitcom. And it occurs to me, like, if Stranger Things wasn't absolutely their brand, they probably would cancel it after the third season because it's so super expensive. But it's their brand, right? Is um, their um, what do you call that? It's their signature show. Yes, it's their tent pole. Yeah, and look, I'm not griping about Stranger Things getting to go on. God knows I'm waiting on that fourth season too. Mm-hmm. Love that show. Speaking of Stranger Things, uh, very few of Netflix's original titles are ever. Evic- are ever given a physical release. That is true. That was one of the exceptions. It's like I've seen that, uh, Master of None, um, Cloverfield Paradox to some extent, depending on what which side pond you're on. I, I've seen those get physical releases, but everything else is you can only access it through the digital medium. And that mm. sucks. It does suck, especially we're going to repeat this over and over again. When it comes to uh, preserving those shows in films, it's going to be kind of difficult. Now, 
I take it back. There were a few Netflix films that did get a physical release. Marriage Story, The Irishman. Roma. Rolling Thunder Review, the uh, Bob Dylan documentary that Scorsese did, which in all honesty was him trying to do Orson Welles' F for Fake, but not that well. Can't do that. No, it it just didn't work. But again, these things are the exceptions. And And what all of those had in common, of course, is where they got their physical release. Criterion. Yes. Also mm. Roma. I forgot Roma. I, I noted Roma. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Roma too. And so if you're trying to, you know, if you want something on hard copy, odds are you're not going to have, you're not going to find it unless you take matters into your own hands. Mm-hmm. So to I will, speak. I will point out one other thing about Netflix that I really want to make sure we note, which is Netflix's practice is all, see, all episodes of one season at once. Yes. And they're starting to realize that that's a huge mistake because you get a week to control the conversation that way. Maybe two if you're lucky. But it's been pretty disastrous for them uh, in terms of anything having any staying power. Even Stranger Things kind of quickly vanishes between seasons. It does. It definitely does. Which I hate because, again, I love it. So. Yeah. American films, at least when it comes to original Netflix productions, will always receive a higher priority than international ones. And the international titles are rarely featured or promoted within the service unless you either A, actively search for them, or B, they're a couple with controversy. Uh, The Danish film Girl, the trans trauma porn film... Excuse me while I spit. And then last year's Cuties, which Netflix is still kind of reeling from that, in all honesty. Again, both of those were international films, but you probably only heard about them because of the controversy. Yeah, right. Netflix does not. They didn't even really give much hype to Roma, which went on to win Best Director. Eh, yeah, it's not Quaron's best work, in all honesty. That's the thing. I'm not. I'm not saying it is. I'm, yeah. The less said about the director of I Am Autism, the better. Let's just move on. Mm. Yeah. Disappointing. One of the issues that I found with Netflix is if you accidentally start a title, you cannot remove it from from your queue or watch list. So it'll you, sit you there. No, no, you can't. There's no remove. Oh. Like, yeah. you can remove it from uh, your personalized queue, but there's always mm-hmm. that continue watching queue. Ah, uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah you can't mm-hmm. control those. So you're going to be stuck with those titles right there for God knows how long just because of one bad click. Yeah, that doesn't bother me as much, but. Uh, it is kind of a, yeah, this will go on your permanent record kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know when I started using Netflix instant, you know, they had a bunch of mystery science theater, you know, titles on there. And, uh, I remember like watching them halfway through. I remember being surprised that it saved my place and 
I don't know. I was a little bit disturbed by it. It was like, you mean it's just, just it's just going to remember? It's just going to remember that I watched this and where I was? Uh... <laughs> no creepy, yo. I mean, that's cool, but... Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know why, but it's just one of those things. It's like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this level of convenience. Yeah. But this is the age we live in now. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Like right now, as 4K is starting to become a little more common, uh, at this point, Netflix only has 4K streaming on their premium plan, which is set at $18 a month. One thing you have to acknowledge about Netflix is their library has gone way down in terms of quality. It definitely has. And like, there will be like one month where. Uh, what was it? It was either Back to the Future or The Matrix where they had all three films. And then it's like, oh, we're going to take it away for the next month. And then the month after that, hey, this is being added. And it's the same films. And I'm just like, oh, my God, what what the hell happened? <laughs> They'll keep cycling them in and out, in and out. And it gets tiresome. And, and that we can blame on the other services that have emerged. Yes. yes, I really don't have that much more to say about Netflix. I'm, I'm kind of past it. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've been talking with uh, like a couple of people who have actually uh, either have ditched Netflix or are looking to uh, stop using it and going elsewhere. Myself included. We Nathan and I got rid of Netflix at least for the time being. Okay, so Hulu. Great, great stuff about it. Six month plan or six dollar for the basic plan, which is what I'm on. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, um, and it comes. Uh, the other thing to note is that with either alternating Netflix or Hulu, uh, sometimes it'll come free with phone plans. Like uh, Hulu comes free with my sp- uh, Sprint plan. But cool. uh, the only thing I will say about that is it's only the basic plan and I cannot upgrade unless I splinter off into my own subscription. Hulu is absolutely great for catching up on uh, recently aired shows from multiple networks. Yep. The film library skews towards popular titles, but it also takes note of recently released uh, indie and art house films as well. I've watched recently, I've watched Parasite and the Shape of Water on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you want to watch some really top tier stuff, you can do it there. Or Portrait of a Lady on Fire. That's also good, too. Sioma. Sioma. Right now, Hulu has a small handful of original titles, both uh, in shows and films. And much like Netflix, those titles aren't going to get a physical release unless it's something like The Handmaid's Tale. Which is coming back at the end of this month. Or, uh, what was it? Uh, Minding the Gap, the skateboarding documentary, which, again, Criterion. It is currently one of the three streaming services under the Disney roof. Which is why Nomadland is on it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's one of the things. Unfortunately, like because Hulu was created as a um, what was it co? It was co between Fox, 
uh, ABC and uh, NBC. Basically, all the net, all the major uh, broadcast networks. Well, do the math. Yeah, exactly. And well, Disney Fox merger. We won't get too much into that here, but yeah, it's Disney controlled. Yeah, kind of defeating the original purpose, which sucks. Yeah. Again, 4K streaming, very limited to original properties. I have noticed that episodes are missing from some shows and not due to uh, what they call rolling availability. Like, again, they'll either be gone because either rights issues or the more commonplace, there were some controversial elements. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tab and I... Uh, binged 30 Rock all the way through. And there were a couple, cho- a few choice episodes missing, including one that, you know, despite um, the the contents of the episode, I really would have liked to have seen, like, the, the one live one that they did. Yeah, but, I mean, God, someone's got to smack Tina Fey and tell her to stop doing blackface. God, it's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's all over that show, and I, I hate it. Um, unfortunate but but yeah there are missing it which is yeah streaming services yeah i can just just pull those at will Mm -hmm. yeah not cool yeah you are gonna get advertising from inside and outside companies pretty frequently but there is like a countdown timer before and during the ad block it's really well done and if you're watching episodic tv it's kind of nice Oh yeah, yeah, definitely is. I actually really like it, and and I will say this: the movies don't have ads. Correct. Yeah, which is good because they used to. Uh, I I watched uh, Yojimbo. Yes, oh, I watched Yojimbo on uh, yeah on Hulu with. Uh, now it only had one ad break, but it did have an ad break, you don't and it was star weird. Sawa. It was weird. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I will go off on Hulu a little bit, like because this is one of the things that kind of, at least in the early days of paying for it, uh, turned me off. Mm-hmm. Was okay. I I'll get the basic plan. I can have wider access to things. And oh, commer- it still has. Com- I have to pay higher to get rid of commercials. I I just I really do not like the the um uh, having commercials on something that I pay for. Now, mine cable has had that for years, but still. Yeah, it still sucks. It still sucks. But that's my that's my personal gripe just with that. Uh, but I'm not as I'm not as heated about that as I used to be. I've gotten used to it. But anyway, that's Hulu. That's Hulu. I don't have anything else to say about him. <laughs> Let's get into some obscure, not obscurity. Let's get into some more fringe ones. Let's talk Peacock. Yes. I haven't even touched them. Okay, so I have. I was actually kind of an early adopter for Peacock, now that I think about it. Peacock is the home for NBC and Universal properties. It has a pretty solid film library with stuff dating back to the 30s. So you have, like, the original Scarface. The Universal Monsters. Yep, Universal Monsters. Well, some of them, anyway. Some of them. The uh, 
early Marlene Dietrich films. Yes. Um, and you also have uh, some of Spike Lee's lesser known works on there, like uh, Crooklyn and uh, a couple of other ones too. Um, it's not a bad selection, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it is. It's pretty nice. Again, the said film and television library pretty much has a physical release in some form, aside from their current Peacock originals Yeah, that they're working on, like uh, whatever that Punky Brewster reboot was. Now, right now, there's no 4K streaming at all. There is advertising inside and outside. It's infrequent, but there's no transition between what you're watching and then the ads. Yeah. So there's mm. like there is a countdown clock, but it's only within the ad block and not before as well. Yeah. So like there's not even like a good fade out, like fade to black, like regular television does. It'll just automatically smack you. Does it do it on the normal ad breaks or does it just do it like whenever it wants? Well, that's the thing. It, it's split up into like two different groups. You either have the large ad block at the beginning where you sift through the ads and then the rest of your time will be ad free for that specific property or it'll be split at different sections throughout what you're watching. I found that when it comes to episodic uh, stuff, it works best, but yeah. Right now, there are... I gotta say the interface actually sucks. Like, it, it takes so long to not just scroll through stuff, but also trying to, like, back out or or do anything else with it. And I found that if, if I try and use Peacock on the PlayStation 4, it'll actually slow down. It'll cause the PlayStation to lag whenever I try to close the application. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Causing a PlayStation to lag is not, uh, it's not a good sign. No, no. The Xbox, it's fine. It's just the PlayStation that has issues with it for whatever reason. We'll render, we'll render photo real images from CG. Uh, Peacock slows it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest issues with Peacock is their paywall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because not only is the paywall inconsistent for some things because like early on it's like oh you can watch the universal monsters absolutely free but you gotta pay if you want to see 2005's kicking and screaming that's weird yeah but more importantly the paywall is limiting how much you can access uh nbc's most popular titles yeah which yeah. uh something we talked about a little bit precast was uh one of my favorite things to just pop on you know whenever is uh parks and recreation yeah i've been i've been slowly going back through it for years uh now uh when it was on netflix hulu etc but now they've they've pulled now that they have exclusive streaming service they've pulled it back onto that and pulled it from all the other services to just be that 
And, uh, you know, all their advertisements are like, hey, it's free. It's free. It's like, okay, asterisk, that's great. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Yeah. And uh, I think it was you, Austin, who told me what their model was, which is, yeah, you can stream the first few seasons of something free, but if you want to do anything after, uh, pony up. Which basically, <sighs> yeah, I might as well just buy Parks and Rec on DVD. I'm about to at get, that point. I'm about to go to Voodoo and get that and The Office. Yeah, I just own them because I love them. I'd rather just own them. Yeah, Universal, you're gonna get my money, but uh, not in the way you think. Exactly, not the way you yeah. necessarily want right now. <laughs> so that's Peacock. Yeah. Uh, um, let's let's talk about Prime. Let's talk about the Bezos Network. Yes, Bezos Network. Mm. <laughs> all, all hail, all hail, Jeff all Bezos. Hail. All hail, <laughs> all hail the Hypnotoad. Uh, Prime. Okay, it's got a really expansive library of film and television. Really does. Television from. All times and places, uh, some strong original titles, and has 4K capability. Um, cons: It's Amazon. It's Amazon. It's Amazon. <laughs> Don't need to explain that oh, one. Oh hell, Biza. Um, but aside from the fact that it's Amazon, it's asking you for thirteen dollars a month to use and depending on how much you use it it's not entirely worth it yeah yeah but i can use uh that 13 dollars to get free shipping on my parks and rec box set Uh (laughs) aha and let me tell you amazon prime shipping is uh chef's kiss it's the best i have nothing but love for it yeah i'm also convinced it's kind of a scam but yeah that's like, okay. <laughs> like, really, the only times that we would ever use Amazon would be if Nathan got, like, a really large purchase of some kind, yeah. and it came with a free 30-day trial, and we're like, okay, sure, yeah. why not? Yeah, I've used a couple of those. Uh, I I have Prime, just because uh, uh, Tab and I use on the regular. We're binging uh, the British version of Utopia right now. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Borat. They have Borat too. They yeah. did find Borat too. Let's, let's give love for that. Oh, yeah. I, I love their media division. I will say that. Right now, uh, again, very few of their original titles have fiscal releases. If not on Criterion. Yeah, again, Criterion. See, uh, Cold War. We're going to get Sound of Metal time and one night in miami all in criterion within the next year or so all of which it's widely agreed belong there at least so yeah but yeah um now now that's to say it's stuff on the service now stuff that was made by amazon studios and was put in theaters that also they already had a fiscal release in in the regular turnaround time, like Manchester by the Sea or Suspiria 2018. She-Rock. Again, not a lot is given to uh, home media. 
release. Again, much like Peacock, the search feature is kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of is, yeah. And because of its wide range of content, you're also going to get a lot of stuff that is bottom of the barrel. I've Very much come so. Acro- come across countless uh, issues with, uh, like, just one look at documentaries will either give you the highest of the high or you immediately verge into your usual Illuminati, New World Order, Biblical Prophecies, Dennis Prager, bullshit. It, it it's bad. so yeah, it bad. And even if you watch one of those, your recommended will instantly turn into nothing but that. Which is a problem because we cannot rely on the algorithm to give us curated content. No, not at all. That's how people become radicalized. Yep. <laughs> Just yeah. look at fucking YouTube. That's how your world becomes an echo chamber real damn quick. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But if you want to avoid the echo chamber, you might be watching our next service. Yes. Uh, the Criterion Channel. This is going to be one of the smaller uh, oh, yeah. en- entries on the list. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we've got... Uh, is the Criterion Channel still uh, a thing? Like, did Is it yeah. still going? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's cool. still going. It just celebrated its second anniversary. Ah, very cool. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So, with the Criterion Channel for $11 a month, uh, films from... Uh, the service will be streamed in the highest quality, as well as giving you supplements from each of those films. Yes. As to be expected from, you know, Criterion. Only the very best. Yes. And in an era where bonus material on home releases is not so much a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's really... You either pay top dollar for the latest remaster from whatever company it is for a legacy title, or you go with a boutique uh, video label for bonus material. Yeah, that is one of the things that streaming has kind of, um, like, as a whole... I miss DVD extras. I miss them. Like, and you get some of that through, say, like, Amazon or... Uh, Netflix doesn't really do it like where they have like little extra bonus content yeah, uh, mixed in, but there's not much and it's not very um, fruitful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like the standard press release press kit yeah, kind of stuff, which is does not interest me at all. Yeah. Um, one of the highlights of the Criterion channel is that you have rotating uh, curated material each month. So, like, past examples have been uh, film noirs from Columbia. Uh, like, gosh, there are so many. Uh, they currently have one on films that were filmed within the director's home. As, Fitting. As, as just something you can watch its own separate section as opposed to your general uh 
genre-based labels of sci-fi, drama, musical, comedy, romance, etc., etc., found on any streaming service. And some, like, there will be some things that will be brought onto the Criterion channel that will later get a physical release. And one of the more uh, notable ones, at least within the past month, is they announced that uh, they are doing a Marlon Riggs collection, which I am super stoked about. So we finally get a nice version of Tongues Untied. Holy gosh, that's great, great stuff right there. The only con that I've found with it is that there's no app for the PlayStation. And it was, it's still criticized to this day. And it was especially uh, done in the wake of uh film stuck when when it closed i think film stuck was what i was thinking of when i asked if the the criterion channel is still going yeah 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 criterion channel was uh, a replacement for film stuck after after that uh i don't want to say fell through but just kind of right. stopped being yeah. yeah ceased to be all right so Mm. We get to a monolith. We get to some some of the monoliths. Though I feel like the monoliths are a little less a little less interesting than you'd think. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean we already tackled Netflix and Prime and Hulu, yep. but yeah, but I mean like some of the as far as the fringe, as yeah. far as the newer yeah. the newer ones, Disney Plus. It's an interesting entry. It is. I mean, it's... Well, we already have fiscal releases for pretty much the vast majority of their work. Yes. Because they keep re-releasing that shit every few years <laughs> or so. Oh, yeah. We all we all know the famous Disney Vault. Mm -hmm. um, that's a whole... And now, the Disney Vault... The Disney Vault. This month, Bambi 2 is going into the Disney Vault. You better hurry. After just 70 days on sale, the glorious Bambi 2 DVD goes into the Disney Vault for 10 years, along with Cinderella 2. Um, 4K, uh, ultra, ultra high def, streaming on select titles. And it's home to... Obviously, their most popular properties, either in-house or acquired like Infinity Stones. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, it's... Well, the price is going to be uh, bumped up uh, right after this cast is released. Yeah, I just got my notification What's uh, going up to? today. Yeah. yeah. It's going up to eight. It's going up a dollar. Well, yeah, it's... $8 a month just for Disney Plus or 13 a month for that Hulu and ESPN Plus. Jay needs his MCU fix, so he'll survive. <laughs> yes. MCU and Star Wars. Star Wars, yep. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gotta have my Mando and Baby Yoda. Grogu. Yep. <laughs> Grogu. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> It's no surprise that The Mandalorian and WandaVision have done wonders for the service. But... 
and they uh we also have to note they brought back the um one episode a week model of uh mm-hmm. releasing which you know i know a lot of people complain about it at the beginning but honestly it's kind of cool well it's really kept them it's really kept them in the conversation um yeah like we're yeah like you were mentioning earlier it's like, I feel like falcon and winter soldier has really benefited from it yeah absolutely I feel like if it was all done at once, we wouldn't get the chance to discuss what each episode means. I'll say right now, I like that that show has messy as hell politics. I love that. Because at least they're trying. I'll give them that. But we'll get to that when we eventually ever cover stuff like that. Um, yeah. I, I, like the week, I like the episode of Week Drops. I think those are really smart. I also like that they're the one streaming service that's kind of fought back on the whole bloat of episodes. Episodes yeah. are tending in the 30, 40 minute range tops. And I love that. Get in, get out, get gone. The, I, yeah. I have to note just, uh, uh, pulling back the veil a little bit. Uh, your cons list is way bigger than your pros list here. Yep. So let's shoot through your cons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't even know where to begin, but uh, start with the big one is it's Disney, Evil Empire. Yes, it's Disney. All hail the mouse. The fact that it bought Fox is still a decision that is not. It doesn't sit well, does it? No, it really does not sit well at all. Yeah, and not just because you're used to like avatar being a fox property or you know the simpsons being just a you know i mean they still are technically but simpsons being on disney plus is weird yeah especially with how often they criticize disney too Mm -hmm. this is true which they poke fun of exactly yeah they poke fun in the commercials uh especially since um yeah, it's, I rewatched the Simpsons movie lately, which is on Disney Plus, and uh, I am the leader of an evil corporation. That joke is on Disney Plus. You can watch it. Did they ever solve the cropping issue? Yes. Oh, f- the good, good. Recently, they announced a commitment to producing 100 new titles per year, which is obviously placing a priority on quantity yeah. over quality. Even with their most lucrative uh, properties. Yeah. Yeah. That's just not going to go well. And given Disney's track record of hits and misses, you forget how many misses there are. Bambi 2002, Sleeping Beauty 3, Lil Sleepy Meets Aladdin, Hunchback 6, Air Dog Quasi, Mulan 8, The Prozoids Fight Back. (laughs) <laughs> and they put a lot of their misses on the service, believe it or not. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. Everything means everything. Uh, it has been called into question that they keep 80% of streaming revenue by calling it home video, mm-hmm. a move that Bill Nye mm-hmm. has challenged in court and lost. Ah, uh, because his show, is, his show is Disney, that's right. Well, at the time that agreement was made, home Home video meant that black cassette, or whatever color it was, depending on on the property. 
this yeah that whole thing was what the uh the writer's strike of 0708 was about mm-hmm. yeah Cause, cause that was and that was back before uh i'm not sh- even sure if netflix instant existed but you know that was when uh stuff was being offered up for a nominal fee on itunes mm-hmm. mainly and that of course translates over into streaming yeah yeah but that's just that's just shady as shit, Disney. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to say about the hundred things, it's re- it's really kind of galling because it's not really affecting their big, big, big titles. I feel like that are getting caught in because those it feels like they're still handling with extreme caution. But first of all, you're going to start to see that eventually fade. Eventually, they're going to start treating their big titles that way. But it's man, the movies they're making for kids. They're kind of on one hand bringing back the '90s onslaught of just throw everything at us, and I kind of that's nice. But they're really underlining how not good a lot of that stuff was. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a cause... lot of filler there. Yeah, because right now you can stream Jack on Disney Plus. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola's Jack. Yes, with Bill Cosby in it. Oh no! Oh yes. There are jokes I could make, and I'm not going to make them. So just next. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, we're still dealing with the issue of the premiere access. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Okay, you're asking for thirty dollars for act early access to a film that will a eventually be on your service. Free for eight dollars a month on your service. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm impressed. And not all of the upcoming films are given that treatment. Yeah, they're really shitting on on Pixar here. Yeah, because Soul, you could stream Soul for free. Yeah, Luca will get the same treatment. Yeah, but if you want to watch uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. That that's thirty dollars. Yeah, which is really um well I'm not gonna say it's tempting me because I want to see that movie and I think now uh I'm I'm fully vaccinated. Yeah. Um so I I think I feel comfortable going to theaters now, which by the way, I just a quick mention, my first theater go in a year and over a year will be the return of Scott Pilgrim. I'll be telling you about my theaters. theater goes when we get to the next service. So, yeah, but uh, that's just a quick in out mention. But yeah, I really want to see Ray and the Last Dragon. I know Tab does, too. But man, that $30 paywall, I'm not going to. You can't tempt me, Disney. It It's really not viable for a single person or two people. If anything, you need to. Oh have at least five or six people mm-hmm. in a watch party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a watch party to sit down and say, okay, let's chip in. Let's watch this. Yeah. And now that I think I didn't really think that much about how they're pricing this, but yeah, I think they're pricing about two movie tickets, which no, <laughs> no. Like if I'm going to a theater, yeah, because that's a whole experience, but not to sit at home. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's that's bullshit. That's against the point. And yeah, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, not 
everything Disney has made is on the service, believe it or not. Yes, yes. this is true. Because I've seen stuff over on HBO Max that is not on Disney Plus. That is an actual Disney property with yeah. the Disney name on it. And I'm just wondering why. There's some convoluted stuff. Yeah. <laughs> rights, rights issues. Yeah. Let's just be clear that rights issues runs through every service. And, uh, yeah. Let, let's talk about how Disney is handling, uh, content in terms of reconciling with the past because they they've come across more recently uh how do i put it it started off with splash and how they tried to edit a rear nude shot with cgi into something far worse Mm-hmm. Don't tell me they they eyes wide shutted it. They eyes wide shutted it. They eyes wide ah, shutted it. Yes, no. a film which was, for all intents and purposes, already under their under their banner, right? Because Touchstone. Yeah, yeah, and we don't have time to go into all the history of it. But let's just say it's kind of damned funny that um, Disney would go into all of this with that film because of its importance to Disney's to their history. Like it's more than a little ironic that that would be the movie that they would decide to give that treatment to. Aren't they supposed to be like introducing like an adults only section? No, that's overseas. That's overseas. Yeah, that's overseas. overseas. Oh, I feel ripped off now. But anyway, okay. Um, though probably testing it for here. Let's just be clear. mm, Yeah. Or at least testing the water to put more stuff on. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. <laughs> they they've even gone ahead and edited some episodes of Wizards of Waverly Place for issues involving the mother's cleavage, <laughs> that, which which was why? apparently fine when it aired on Disney Channel, <laughs> but now it just looks really weird now. And keep in mind. Keep in mind, the mom in Wizards of Waverly Place is the same mom from God's Not Dead 2. Hot girl. <laughs> okay, Hot so girl. For, I remember I remember when Disney Plus first released their stuff last year, and you went through... That was you, right? You went through yes. uh, a lot of Disney, like Disney Channel original movies, to like especially like the problematic stuff that were just in plain view on Disney Plus. And that's what they choose to edit. I know, I know. Yeah, because they, because <laughs> you can watch a uh, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf do his best <laughs> to try and mimic autism in the Disney Channel original movie True Confessions from the early two thousands, and not have a content warning on it. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely. So, and going into content warnings, Disney has more or less decided to follow in the footsteps of Warner Brothers and to an extent some of their select properties and place a content warning at the front, which is all text and has like maybe 10, 15 seconds to read the whole thing saying, you know, giving the usual spiel of, hey, 
this was wrong then, it's wrong now, we, we apologize, but rather than erase it, we're going to keep it here, and if you want to engage in a discussion, go to this link, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It was a different time. It was the it was the nineties. Um, now some content warnings have not been applied equally, though. Yeah, like yeah, you have the obvious one of Peter Pan, which yeah, go figure. But since they brought back the Muppet Show, and which that in itself is a whole other cast, mind you. Yeah, they actually fucked up the Muppet Show. Yeah. On Disney Plus, because when it first was brought on, all of the episodes were completely out of order. Mm -hmm. And then there were episodes that were just straight up missing, but not for controversial reasons. Yes. And then there's the news that some of the episodes have already gone ahead and have been edited, but we're not going to tell you which ones, leaving the fans to comb through each and every single episode and compile mm. a list themselves. Yeah. Mm. Which, at that point, you might as well head to the Bezos Network and buy it. Yep. <laughs> if it's still available on uh, DVD. Unfortunately, this is the only place that some of the seasons are available, so... Yeah, they... Well, they only released one through three on DVD... And then never did four and five. Uh, so cool. this is now the only way to watch four and five. Yeah. Uh, damn. And anyway. so, um, yeah, the Muppet Show having content warnings has, of course, brought on the right wing and their culture wars saying that the Muppet Show has been quote unquote canceled, but no, it's <laughs> not canceled if you can still access it in full. Yeah, yeah. no shit. Dense motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. And right now, Disney has been shuffling some properties as well that were originally slated for Disney Plus, but have to move to Hulu because they didn't fall in line with the quote-unquote family-friendly brand. Because yeah. that happened with the uh, the Love, Simon uh, series yeah. that got a spinoff. And yeah. the Lizzie McGuire reboot is now shuffled off to Hulu because... And canceled. Did... They, they canceled. Uh... Oh, it's actually been canceled now. Okay. Yeah, because they did not... <sighs> Look... Blah, 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 ludicrous, bad culture war. Um, Disney is an uptight company. We all know it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's they've been criticized for that despite keeping some more intense properties on the Disney Plus service. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. And X-Men Apocalypse. And... Yeah. And then one gripe that I do have personally, and I've mostly skipped past this with the other services, but uh, their closed captioning sucks. On the subject of closed captioning and like accessibility features of each service, uh, one thing that Netflix does have that's good is the uh, audio description. Right. Yeah, I forgot about. I forgot yeah. about that whole debacle. 
Oh yeah, it had to be it had to be demanded onto the service, but they do have it for a lot of their titles, and uh, I will say that uh, it has allowed me. I can say it's because I don't work at the place that I did this anymore, but it has allowed me to quote unquote watch Mad Men at work. So, but yes, yes. just a brief, brief little accessibility yep. mention. Okay, but yeah, uh, going back to Disney Plus, uh, their closed captions suck because yeah right, right now it's currently uh courier new italicized and that is really difficult to read yes it is especially with how fast uh dialogue goes sometimes it it just straight up sucks and not everything on disney plus is closed captioned yeah I, I have to also um, briefly mention that Hulu's closed captioning also kind of sucks. Well, that might just be the Roku we're watching it on. Because sometimes, no, often, maybe like 50% of the time, the captions will either read way behind or way ahead of what's going on on screen. Really? Because on, yeah. on the PlayStation, it works just fine. I, I don't have an issue with Hulu subtitles, but... Yeah. It might just be the Roku then, which is too bad. Or select or select episodes, depending on what you're watching, because Prime also had that issue as well. This is true. Yeah, yep. that's a real problem. It is. But yeah, no, hard to read subtitles are also very distracting. It is, especially when they're not uniform or there's no customization option. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because Netflix is guilty of that, and Hulu. Prime allows some customization, but not a lot. And uh, so does our other two services for the evening. Yeah, I, I don't have much else to say on Disney+. Plus. My attitude on them is they've got a lot of flaws, but they're... I'm sorry, they've also got the MCU, so... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, fortunately, some of their shit is good. It's Disney. Ugh. Wish it wasn't. <laughs> but anyway, let's see. What are what what's on to our next one? HBO Max. I actually I love HBO Max, I think a lot more than I thought I would. Oh yeah. Good selection. Very good bank. Very good back catalog. Oh, oh absolutely. Because yeah. you've got uh, Studio Ghibli films. Uh, it's it's the current home for uh, Sesame Street, like all of Sesame Street. Yes, they absorbed um, the DC universe. Uh, yes, so stuff. So. Yeah, they're currently currently uh, Doom Patrol and Harley Quinn or Max Originals. I love it. Yes, and a lot of other Warner Brothers content, especially uh, Cartoon Network. Yes, yes. Yeah, they're, Both. Tr they're trying to be inclusive, bless their hearts. Mm-hmm, yes. And and there's the big one that they did, which was the uh, 2021 uh. Everything Goes to There uh, for 30 days, as well as uh, in theaters. Which, yeah, yes. can I just say that that, that has had really surprisingly little impact on me. Um, I haven't watched anything that they've done in that way yet. Now, 
That doesn't mean I haven't seen the movies, because I've seen Wonder Woman 1984, and I've seen Godzilla vs. Kong, but I went to the theater for them. We, we stayed... Well, Nathan watched uh, Godzilla vs. Kong here at home. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. well... Tab and I did, too. We all know... We all know how I felt about Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Godzilla versus Kong is a little bit better, I'll put it that way. Yeah. And right Tiny now, bit. this uh, same day service is going to be until 2022. Yeah, then they're going back to the norm. Yeah, they've already made that deal for the 2021 films, or at least, you know, the announcement. They can't renege on that. Uh, right. But yeah, which is, you know, that's that's fine. I always assumed it would be like a this year only thing because we're still under yep. a pandemic. I will probably watch Mortal Kombat that way. Oh, hell yeah. I'm I am waiting for that. That's about that one looks awesome. It's almost a week away. Oh, yeah. Both Tab, Tab yeah. and I are very excited to watch that. But yeah, I watched Godzilla vs. Kong also like uh, just last Friday. Greatly enjoyed it. It is one of those like... Mm-hmm. I know it's in theaters right now, and I'm, you know, just getting... I went IMAX. Yeah. Just just getting to uh, be where I'm more comfortable going to theaters now, but some of them I wish I had seen in theater first, because it's like, this is this should be on a big screen. Uh, But I'm I'm still glad this is in place, though, because, you know, I already have the service. You know, I already had HBO now, and it just kind of... Their integration is interesting because you can, when you sign in the first time, you can say, well, you can continue just using HBO now, or you can just switch it over to HBO Max. It's exactly the same. And you're already a subscriber. So HBO Max. Like, sure. Yeah. And like one of the things that last month or so in the weeks leading up to the release of the Snyder cuts. Nathan was on the fence about getting HBO Max, and I. One of the things that the website at least allowed me to do was browse their library before signing up. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Which is an underrated thing that some of these sites really do not do. Yeah. Yeah, give that good preview. Yeah, and so when I started listing some of the stuff that was on there, like the. Doctor Who uh, 9 onwards and well, the DC films, both the theatrical and animated ones. And- mm-hmm. As we mentioned uh, a couple casts ago, um, yeah, all, pretty much all the animated DC movies are up there. Yeah, and just going down the line, we both looked at each other and we're like, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, allowing to see what you were going to get before you signed up. That I like. That is nice. It is nice. This is prob like, if you can't do the Criterion channel, this is pretty much your next best bet. Because mm-hmm. uh, with their collaboration between not just Criterion, but Turner Classic Movies... There's a whole hub, an actual hub for browsing and streaming all of that content. And right now, there's roughly 25% of Criterion titles on on HBO Max, which 
is well over 200 films as of this recording since uh, they're going to hit 1,100 titles this year. Yeah. So, again, roughly 25%, but that's a pretty good number. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. real good. Because <laughs> you, you've got uh, Fellini, Kurosawa, you, you know, all, all the greats. All the greats. Mm-hmm. I've seen roughly that amount, you know, 25% of original Doctor Who, which is about 250 out of 600 episodes. And let me tell you, <laughs> it takes a while. So uh, yeah. just just proportion, proportionally, that's a lot of Criterion films. That's a good value. Yeah, it, it is an excellent value. It really is. Because like, You've got stuff dating all the way back to the silent era. So you've got your uh, Charlie Chaplin films, uh, Harold Lloyd, um, Carl Theodore Dreyer films. So you can stream The Passion of Joan of Arc and all its glory. Awesome. And it's not afraid to dive into some of the uh, more unusual films. So you can watch How Sue. You can watch How Sue. Yay. And wow. the and most of the uh, Showa era Godzilla films as well. A lot of my friends have been doing deep binges that way and it's great. Yeah. And considering that it's 15 it's 15 dollars a month, okay? Mhm. But when you consider that one Criterion title if you're getting it on Blu-ray, is roughly forty dollars. Exactly. Yes. Uh, for a obviously home use, but also B, that's forty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> for one title. Yeah. Fifteen dollars for HBO Max can get you two hundred titles, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's so worth it. Now, now, there are some issues. Yeah. As much as we all love the service, there are ads for other HBO products that are built into some of their more recent uh, titles. And you can't. Like baked in? Uh, yeah, baked in. You can't skip them. I haven't run into any of those yet. Because um, HBO. You know, even uh, back to HBO now, like has you know the ads at the beginning, like their shows. But on, mm-hmm. on Roku, yeah. you can you can skip those. No, we there's no skip option as far as I'm I'm aware of on dang either the PlayStation or the Xbox. Oh, that sucks. Their closed captioning also sucks because I've had issues where stuff is either misspelled. Uh, sections are completely missing or delayed Mm -hmm. on multiple occasions. And you can't customize the closed captions on the Xbox. Yeah. You can on the PlayStation, but not the Xbox. And I showed you, I I believe I sent that picture of the chat where it's from the Xbox and it's white subtitles on a white background. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to post that. Yeah, like I thought we were well beyond that era 
of that kind of bullshit. Because, like, I would have expected if I was watching an older print of an international film that was done in, like, the 50s or whatever, and the subs were baked in. But we have the technology to, like, not do that. This is a fixable problem. Yeah, especially since, uh, like, when DVDs started to become a thing, they handled the problem real quickly by putting an outline around the subtitles. Yeah. It's like, it's a very, it's a very fixable problem with an obvious solution. Yeah, it is. A few other things that I've issued is, uh, like, when you try to scrub through the timeline, the service lags considerably. You do have an unlimited queue, but it only shows up to the most recent 63 editions before it cuts off. Not cool. I don't know why 63, but I counted them all. There you go, Zephyr. That's a weird arbitrary number. It It is. And so if you're trying... Like, you'll just forget that you have some titles on there because it's past that cutoff point. Which, not good. Um, and then I've I've also found that some films don't uh, show up in like if you go to like films on any of the hubs and go to A to Z. I found that some films don't actually show up in that section, but rather the just added section. And I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why. Hmm. Yeah, you'd think that would just be, like, an easy, uh, like, well, we just added this. What category should we post it in? Uh, just add it. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah. And uh, I assume they'd show up in A to D eventually. Eventually, eventually. but not yeah. immediately. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think how that would be some sort of strategy, but it really isn't. Or how it would work yeah. in, but no, not really. No, not at all. And I know we're we're about to do uh, uh, the one we're ending with, and I'd like us to still end with that because it's fantastic. But I briefly want yeah. to, I briefly want to put in Paramount Plus. Um, Please do, yeah. And also, uh, yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League was pretty dope. Um, yeah, Zack Snyder's Justice League is amazing, and if you want to watch a really iconic Justice League movie, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. And it's the fr- and it's uh, the first time I had seen any version of Justice League, and pretty good. You won. You won. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, Paramount Plus. I got a like the f- the free week trial. Yeah, it it morphed from. Uh, CBS All Access basically into Paramount Plus, and mm-hmm. um, like when I I accidentally let the the free trial lapse, and when I got charged, it still says CBS All Access, uh, which is just funny to me. Yeah, I basically got it for one thing and one thing only, which was to watch Star Trek Lower Decks, and uh, which is fantastic, and I highly recommend. Uh, and it's been renewed for two more seasons, which awesome. Uh, and Picard as a bonus, but personally, and this is just a personal thing. Like I looked through all the TV shows, which is basically 
current CBS, you know, the CBS Access Originals, which has maddened me for a while because it's like, yeah, I'm interested in that one thing, like the new Twilight Zone, which I've now seen and I'm not that impressed. I love Jordan Peele, no. but I'm just, I'm not that impressed. Some things you just can't. No, it's no, it's not bad necessarily. It's just lack lacking. And it's, yep. uh, it's mimicking a thing and I get what it's trying to do and I appreciate it, but I just, it doesn't work for me. But anyway, but yeah, they have all the, the CBS all access originals on there. And, uh, a lot of the TV shows just don't interest me. Cause they're like, um, if you like the C- if you like CBS shows, good you're good like they have yeah. all of it and they have all the classic stuff too and you know uh their movie selection is a little better to look through but there's nothing on there that really motivates me to keep it in the long term so i think once i watch picard and uh it might be one that i just treat like i treated hulu back in the day it's like you know yeah won't use it for a long time. And when a new season of something I like comes on, I'll, you know, resubscribe for a few weeks. Yep. But yeah, that, that might be how I treat that one, but yeah, that's, that's a quick rundown. Oh, one other thing I have to mention just on the, some of the features close captioning worked all right, but it's severely lacking as far as being able to bookmark titles. It does not allow you to have like a saved watch list. You just kind of have to search for it every time, which is a major, major setback, more so than you would think even. And it frustrated me trying to look for it both on like the Roku app and on the website. Like there is no function for this. You just basically have to search for it every time. And that's a major. Yep. Yeah. Kind of deal breaker, honestly. So that's that's one major gripe I have about it other than, you know, there's not much there that would interest me long term. But yeah, Paramount Plus, that's the rundown. Yeah. If any of that interests you, then go for it. But otherwise, eh. Let's get to our closer. Yeah. Yes. Tubi. 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 100% free streaming service the only the only reason you would actually create an account is to have uh, a watch list Mm -hmm. and that's really like the only major feature to it per se you've got at least 230 titles added each week to the service ranging from D.W. Griffith's Intolerance, I've seen that on there, to select recent blockbusters. Like, that's how I saw the My Little Pony movie. Hmm. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Very nice. And Shout Factory yeah. has a lot of great stuff uh, on its mm-hmm. release slate. A lot of riff tracks there. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. There are hubs for uh, Shout Factory TV, and Tubi is the way to go if you actually want to watch that stuff instead of the Shout Factory website because the loading times on the website are abysmal. Yeah. Absolutely abysmal. But uh, there are hubs for uh, Shout Factory, uh, Con TV, Select A&E, and Fox titles. Like, you can actually binge and keep up with The Masked Singer on Tubi as well as Hulu. There you go. 
There's an entire section devoted to full moon features. It's home to a number of titles from not just Rift Tracks, but also Arrow films, uh, a lot of Werner Herzog films as well, believe it or not. Very like cool the, stuff. The, yeah. Unlimited queue, easy management of removing titles from your queue and history. Because like you have two options of remove from history and remove from my list. So, like, remove from history, we'll remove it from uh, your continue watching section, which is what Netflix should do, but doesn't. Expiring titles will give you a two-week notification, which is very handy, instead of having to find out either at the last minute or Mm -hmm. via a press release. Mm -hmm. It's honestly one of the easiest options to watch uh, indie films and queer films. Because that's how I saw uh, Parting Glances with uh, Steve Buscemi. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on there. The way Tubi works is that, depending on how the rights work amongst other services, like, there's stuff that they just added last week or so that were also added at the same time as HBO Max or or some of the other services. And that's honestly not a bad way to do things, especially if you don't have the means to pay for it. It's absolutely beautiful. There there are obviously some cons here. Um, it It's ad-based because their model is specifically based on ads in order for you to watch this stuff for free there's no option to uh remove ads you just have to deal with it yep this uh unfortunately is owned by fox core so yeah i have gotten promos for fox news stuff especially whatever the hell gutfeld is it's over it, it it's actually over like they canceled it yes. over how long did that last what is that a week okay Mm -hmm. it's it was supposed to be a right-wing late-night comedy show on fox news it was supposed to be the 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 right-wing version of daily show yeah yeah i'm sorry even even if I agreed with their views, the right wing does not do comedy well. They really mm-hmm. don't. No. And you, you can don't. look at articles about how or excuse me, about how bad Gutfeld is just to experience it, but I didn't realize it just got cancelled. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. it, it was it was a quick, miserable experience. Happy Easter. Yay. <laughs> There you go. And much like Amazon Prime, their wide range of content, you're going to get some of the weirder shit. Like, like no joke. I recently watched Fahrenheit 9-11 a couple of days ago on Tubi. Okay? Actually, for the first time, it is what it is. It is. It's not aged well at all. Well-meaning, it hadn't aged. Unfortunately, because I happened to watch it once, my recommended all of a sudden became 
those kind of documentaries. Yeah. So again, Illuminati, New World Order, Aliens, the Prophecies, the Zeitgeist series. Uh, Paul McCartney is really dead. Just harmful, harmful shit on there. Does re- does removing it from your uh, from your history help any? Un- Unfortunately, it, it takes a few days. I I found because like. Your recommended section, which will be at the very top, will give you at least 80 or 90 titles that to be thinks might be a good match. Um, for me, it's repeated a lot of titles that I might have already seen within or outside of to be. And you also have to sift through some categories in order to find stuff you haven't quite seen yet. So this is one of those sites where... If you're not afraid of, of a little digging, go all out. Mm. Well, that sounds good. Now, we've given you a more or less a, a solid rundown of, of these sites. Yeah. But but let it be said, there are no actual winners here. No, it's really not. No. In fact, the biggest loser out of all of them are libraries. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, given how often, as we've said for each service, uh, things are given a physical release, I've seen librarians complain on Twitter to those companies saying, why won't you release these on, you know, for home media? Right. Because you can't really do a library Netflix subscription. Yeah. And um, another another thing with that is uh, uh, my friend Peter, like I only know this through him, but he uh, he's a big collector on um, like a lot of titles, a lot of TV shows, uh, a lot of like special release, you know, things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he looks for them in good condition, etc. And uh, like for the most recent example, what we do in the shadows, like the TV show, he, uh, yeah, he recently ordered like the second season on that. And that one is, um, like print on demand. Like, so it's a very basic release and it's like, Oh no. Yeah. They don't stockpile it. And it's, uh, like that means, you know, for those who don't know, uh, when you when you order it, that's when they make the copy. <laughs> they don't manufacture them. They just you know, which tends to be kind of a cheaper manufacturer. So yeah, and I'm sure I don't know how that affects lo- like library stock as far as they're being able to get it. But I mean, I'm I'm sure they'd be able to get it. But yeah. the the fact of the matter is that when you have a lot of original content on your service that is not getting a physical release. Yes. Yeah. It it's essentially being a paywall for each service. And that, that denies a lot of people access. Well, one, one other thing uh, kind of as a, as a counterpoint to that is there are services and it's it's limited still, but mm-hmm. uh, some library systems have taken advantage of um, like the streaming thing, and they have there are services like Hoopla 
or I think oh yeah I think Canopy is one. They require a library. Yeah, card. Canopy. Yeah, yeah. Um, they require a library card to access. I'm not entirely sure um, how like the physical library, like libraries in the physical realm, benefit from that. But they have you know they have that. Uh, so that's I think something that's keeping library system afloat in some fashion, which is good. But yeah, there are no necessary real winners when it comes to the streaming wars, and there there never will be. I mean, okay, yeah, sure, there there might be one or two titans in, in the eyes of the almighty capital, but let let's be real. It if you want something that much the best thing to do is to own it on, on physical. And in an age where film preservation is highly important and how how some titles will never see the light of day and will just fall by the wayside, you just got to keep circulating those tapes. Keep circulating those tapes. Keep circulating tapes, y'all. Yeah. Good example. Uh, oh, yeah. If... Um... It should still be going while when we release this cast, but go donate to the Mystery Science Theater uh, attempt to go independent. And They've for the re- love of God, give to Rift Tracks. Yes. Uh, you know, buy from them. I, I bought a few things today from them. So, And they are uh, partnered with Shout Factory, and, you know, that supports them as well with their physical releases. So mm-hmm. good stuff. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being patient with us and we will have new episodes for you soon. But uh, for right now, you can find us on Facebook. We are uh, there at the Omniplex. Email us uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at the Omniplex. And also check out uh, our sister show, The Order of the Snoot, that I do with my girlfriend, Tab. Sounds good. Yeah. So. Yeah. See y'all later. See y'all. Laters. Potato!